1: 630 Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at six on 630 Chad.
2: Here we go. NHL tonight. No score early in the second period between Calgary and Toronto after the first Boston with a 2-1 edge on the Penguins second period Panthers up one nothing on the Kings Islanders lead the Rangers one zip Canadians with a 2-1 cushion on the Flyers Blue Jackets leading the Hurricanes one nothing after the first period Capitals two zip lead on the Devils Ovechkin both goals one of them on the power play he now has 30 on the season and with about five minutes left in the first period the Golden Knights with Peter DeBoer on the bench, leading the Ottawa Senators, one nothing shots, 14-6 in favor of the Knights. Stastny, the only goal in the game, he you now has 13 on the season. Busy night tonight, several games coming up later as well, including the Coyotes and the Canucks. And that one will affect the Edmonton Oilers one way or the other. If the Coyotes win, they move further ahead of the Oilers. In the Pacific Division standings If Vancouver wins They could jump ahead of the Oilers Vancouver with 54 points Vegas with 54 points They have a lead in their game Calgary and Edmonton both with 55 And Arizona with 57 The Oilers the only team of those five Not playing tonight Edmonton's next game will be on Saturday Final one before the bye week And the all-star break It's on 6.30, Chad 11.30 a.m. for the face-off show And the puck will drop at 11 From practice today Looks like Mike Smith will once again be the goaltender for that game, but we will know tomorrow after the Oilers practice. Thank you so much for tuning in. It's eight minutes after six. My name is Reed Wilkins, Inside Sports on Oilers and Eskimos Radio 630 Chat. In about an hour, you'll hear from Eskimos quarterback Trevor Harris as uh, he's in town to do a little bit of work and hang out with new head coach Scott Milanovich. They worked together earlier in their careers in Toronto and Harris very excited to have Milanovic at the helm of the team and the offense. Harris will also give us a look ahead to this weekend's conference championship games in the National Football League. Kellen, you know what we'll have to do tomorrow? Make make a note of this. Make mm-hmm. uh, make either a, I'm actually going to write it down. You can probably make a mental note. Tomorrow we have sure. to do our predictions. Oh yeah. And it's one of those weekends where we'll get people to to text in their predictions as well. AFC, NFC, usual rules. All wrong predictions are just somehow lost and or forgotten. But if you're right, you will be applauded.
0: Are we making a Pro Bowl predi- prediction too? No, no,
2: we're not going to do the Pro Bowl. I'm not even <laughs> going to joke about doing a Pro Bowl prediction. I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to riff on that. Okay. The Pro Bowl will not be discussed. Gotcha. Well, actually, I'm not here next week anyway. So Fair I won't even have to worry about avoiding discussing it. We may touch on it once, but that's it. No, we're not going to touch on it. Good. It's been touched on enough. The worst of all All all-star games. You think the NHL, at least the NHL went to three-on-three in its all-star format. The Pro Bowl... Is it basically touch football? I think it's basically touch football. Anyway, thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. This portion of the show presented by Furnace Family. Experience the Furnace Family difference. Your furnace replacement specialist with over 500 five-star Google reviews. Call 7804-FAMILY or visit FurnaceFamily.com. Okay, so Oilers practicing uh, today. Caleb Jones yesterday afternoon signed that contract extension, two-year deal. It'll keep him with the Oilers until the summer of 2022. Very, very affordable contract. Cap hit of $825,000 per season. Dave Tippett, head coach
1: on Caleb Jones. He's got got to play quite a bit. I like his skating. He moves the puck pretty well. He continues to grow with the experience. He's... Getting to be a better and better defender. Um, I like the flexibility of him. He can play right and left side. I'm actually, there's, I would rather see them guy, you know, the defenseman play on their on their regular sides. But to have somebody that has the flexibility is a strong attribute to have. So he has that. Um, and the thing I like about him, he's a he's a young player. He's still willing to learn. Like he's got lots of growth left in him and. Kenny, uh, you know, he's continuing to do his evaluation on all our young players and thought it was the right time to lock him up and you could tell by the smile on Cable's face out there in practice today, he was happy about it too so it's all good.
2: Yeah, good deal for Caleb Jones. Good deal for the Oilers. Uh, you know, I, I think they're they're pretty stocked with with depth defensemen. They could certainly use uh, maybe a player or two at the higher end. We'll see if Bouchard or Broberg are able to evolve into those roles over the next, well, probably one to three years. I would think Bouchard has a chance, a very good chance to be on the team at the start of next season. Broberg, I think we're, uh, you know, a, a year or two down the road. And, you know, Clefbaum's going to be here a while. I think uh, some other players We might see what happens with contracts, buyouts, trades. But Caleb Jones has come in. He has done his job. Ethan Bear is going to need a new contract as well. He's been very good. I I see Jones probably more as a a bottom-pairing defenseman. Ethan Bear more as a middle-pairing defenseman who could potentially help the power play as well if needed. They haven't thrown that responsibility at him quite yet. But we are seeing some younger players... Push their way onto the Oilers roster and push their way up to the depth chart. A huge weakness for the Oilers, and we've talked about this several times. Going back really to the early 80s, the Oilers have not drafted very well. So we're hoping the last three or four years, uh, maybe some draft picks are going to pan out a little better. Both Jones and Bear were drafted the same year as Connor McDavid. A player like McDavid is going to jump in and contribute immediately. Other players might take a while. But Tippett says Caleb Jones, he has indeed played well enough to, to stick
1: around in the NHL. You recognize you got to relax and play better, but not relax and say, okay, I made it now, right? There's still lots of growing yet to do. So he's a young player that uh, will continue to get better, but, you know, in his mind, he should be thinking, hey, I've taken a step, now it's about the right to have the next contract you know and being a regular nhl player and and a regular nhl contributor in a position that's hard to hard to play in the nhl
2: all right so a little bit there from dave Tippett on caleb jones and and i still think You know, potentially Jones could still play some games in the minors, could still be a healthy scratch. Matt Benning's probably going to come back, well, maybe even right on the 29th in that first game back against Calgary as he's been uh, getting over some concussion issues for the last several weeks. I I still think that the best six defensemen that the Oilers have right now and the best way that they can align align them is Clefbaum with Larson, Nurse with Bear, and then Chris Russell with Matt Benning. And, and again, I don't think all six of those, are the fits, but they're going to be back next season and you'll have younger guys like Jones, maybe Laguson, maybe Bouchard pushing to play in those spots. But I, I think one of the, the positives for the Oilers this season is that we have seen recent draft picks able to come up and make an impact. A, they're not being asked to do too much because the Oilers have players slotted in higher in the lineup. And, uh, and, and, and you know, B, they've been seasoned in the minors. They're, these are guys who've been drafted two, three, four, five years ago, and they've had some seasoning. They're not being rushed, and they know what to do. They know how to be professionals. And I think that goes up front as well for uh kyler yamamoto and he's going to tell you a little bit about somebody in the minors who had a big influence on him and yamamoto who was drafted in 2017 gets thrust right into a second line role and he's been contributing playing with nugent hopkins and drive style
3: yeah it's uh you know it's an awesome um it's awesome to get called up and especially to play with those two guys Those guys are um unbelievable so anytime you guys play like those guys um you definitely want to stick with them and um, you know try to do anything you can
2: they have offensive instincts, as you do, and, and how they see the ice. But what have you learned even in this short time about maybe some of the passing lanes they see? I mean, you probably always have to be ready to get the puck.
3: Oh, yeah. Um, even when you're not expecting it, they can still thread that needle, um, you know, for that pass. So you just always got to be ready and um, you know, always support the puck. Um, you know, that's one thing they always taught me. Um, you know, it's just always expecting and always, um, you know, be supporting the puck a lot.
2: You've talked about your time in Bakersfield and some of the vets there that helped you. Brad Malone is one guy you've mentioned. I just want to get a little more detail on that. You know, how does how did that relationship form, and and what are some of the things he really taught you?
3: You know, he kind of just took me under his wing this year. You know, when I went down to Bakersfield, you know, he's one of the best vets you know I ever played with. You know, just as a teammate standpoint and as a friend, you know, he's taught me a lot. Just I roomed with him on the road, so you know, just being able to you know take notes how he prepares for games. You know, he takes care of his body. You know, kind of stuff like that. You know, he's really helped me out a lot this year. Um, you know very thankful for him
2: not a huge age difference, but he's he's a, a little bit older but that was never an obstacle or anything nope nope uh, you know
3: it treats me he's he's a, he's a kid at heart um, but you know um, you know he's an awesome guy um, you know doesn't look at that age difference just treats me like uh, another man and um, you know is uh, you know give a lot of a lot of props to him he's uh, one of the again one of the best vets I've uh, you know, ever came encounter with
2: you know and he's obviously in a situation where he's spent kind of a lot of his career up and down, but he's he's been obviously advocating for you and some of the other young guys to do the right things and stay up here.
3: Yes, um, big time. Um, you know, one thing he told me, he's like, uh, you know, I'd love to see you again, but uh, I don't want to see you again. Um, you know, I hope you stick up there. So uh, for him to say that, you know, it means a lot. Um, but, you know, we would go golfing all the time and, you know, just kind of kick back, uh, you know, away from the rink. So it was uh, good and, um, you know, uh, definitely love that guy. Who's a better golfer? Oh him for sure, he's unbelievable. He's a close. He's close to like uh, um, like a close to scratch goal. Yeah, scratch yeah. goal. That's us. Yeah. So yeah, no, he's good. He can he can smash a ball. I mean, yeah, I'm like ah, eh, close but not that close.
2: That is Kyler Yamamoto telling you a little bit about Brad Malone and his influence on Yamamoto while with the Bakersfield Condors. And by the way, we're going to have Malone on the show after the 6:30 news, telling you a, a little bit about he, how he sees his role helping to bring along the younger players and his relationship with Yamamoto. It's going to be a really good interview. But uh, you know, Dave Tippett knows that Malone
1: is helping out the players on the farm. Those veteran guys down there. And especially a guy like Brad that he's, you know, he knows he's spent enough time in the NHL where he knows what it takes to be here. He knows the commitment it takes. But uh, it speaks volumes about a guy like that that's willing to take these young guys under their wing and mentor them a little bit and are really happy for them when they do get their shot at the NHL so as an organization those guys are invaluable you got to have those guys to to help you along the way you know you have player development people and you have coaches and management people you can talk to but the guys right there side by side in the trenches with them on the bench or in practice or in games or those guys have a big impact on young players and you've got to ensure you've got good people there to to help your young players grow.
2: All right, a little bit there from Dave Tippett. And as I said, Brad Malone will join us between 6.30 and 7 tonight. Uh, Another big story going on in the world of sports. And Mike Johnson, Edmontonian, former Major League pitcher, played for the Expos. Remember them? He's going to join us later on tonight as well. And more fallout from this sign-stealing scandal involving the uh, Houston Astros. Carlos Beltran, no longer the manager of the New York Mets, he did not manage a single game. But uh, this comes uh, after Boston cut ties with Alex Cora, who was with Houston in 2017 when Beltran was playing for the Astros. Beltran was the only player named in the Major League Baseball report. So uh, he's gone. So Mike Johnson's going to tell us what, what he thinks of all this and how players might deal with if they thought another team was, was stealing signs. Might you, what could you do on the field? Uh, what would teammates think of this? Now, the Astros obviously took it to another level, and I don't think we're done with this. There's also, you may have seen some of the video online today and some of the tweets that some people believe, allege that Jose Altuve was wearing some sort of a device attached to his chest that buzzed during games to let him know what pitches were coming, including... Uh, the game winning home run in a playoff game that sent the Astros into the World Series. Major League Baseball has said you know they ruled out any sort of that sort of electronic communication but we 're going to see how how deep this goes so Mike Johnson will offer some first hand opinion on this later on has his ninth of the season. The Flames lead the Maple Leafs 1-0 with seven minutes left in the second period. Full scoreboard coming up out of the 6.30 news and weather. Oh, that weather. What do we got? Minus 34 with the wind chill right now. Uh, Cold tomorrow, cold Saturday, kind of cold Sunday. Might actually creep up above zero on Monday, but man, it has been a brutal week. Something to talk about even for those of you, if you're like me, who've you know lived in or near Edmonton all your life. It's still remarkable how cold it has been. So along those lines, I, I got a little romantic. I got a little mushy. I got a little misty-eyed. I got a love letter to Old Man Winter. old man winter I love you even though you can be very frigid I love your dedication and commitment though I feel you've taken things a bit far wouldn't minus 20 have been enough to show you still have all this power I mean minus 40 necessary really old man winter we've had such a long relationship when I was in grade one you made sure my tongue stuck to that metal pole and only yesterday you helped my car not start How thoughtful. Yeah, I love you for being reliable, Old Man Winter. Sometimes I think maybe you aren't going to visit, but sure enough, you always turn up whether you're invited or not. Yeah, make yourself at home, Old Man Winter. Would you like some more ice cubes for your hot chocolate? Oh, excellent, you brought your own. Oh, it's awesome to see you again, Old Man Winter. Did you notice I've lost some weight? Oh, I guess you can't tell underneath my jacket, vest, sweater, and undershirt. I love how you make me go through my entire wardrobe, often in one day. Ah, old man winter, I want to believe that underneath your frosty exterior, you have a warm and loving soul. You do make us appreciate summer and the value of spending time indoors, whether we want to or not. So yeah, I love you, old man winter. You miserable bastard. Thanks to Foreigner for coming in just to play the backing track live there. Pretty nice of them, eh, Kellen? They are good people, good band. There it is to Old Man Winter, who will be taking a step back next week, which will be nice. We will keep plowing forward. On Inside Sports, Brad Malone from the Bakersfield Condors. He'll talk some Yamamoto, talk some Benson. Eskimos quarterback Trevor Harris between 7 and 7.30. Don't forget, go to the contest page on 630Ched.com. Look for the Skate with a King contest. In honor of Minor Hockey Week, 630 Ched and Global News. Want to give a minor hockey team a big experience at their next on-ice practice. They'll bring a couple of Edmonton Oil Kings players to skate with your team. And the winning team also gets tickets for the entire team to an upcoming Oil Kings game that is Skate with a King. Go to the contest page on 630chat.com. Seidel and Yamamoto. Next action for the Oilers is on Saturday. It's a 1 o'clock start at Rogers Place. Our face-off show here on 630 Ched will commence at 1130 in the morning. Thank you so much for tuning in. It is 634. NHL tonight still 1-0 Calgary in Toronto late in the second period. Also in the second, Boston up 2-1 on Pittsburgh. Panthers leading the Kings 2-zip. Rangers and Islanders in a 1-1 tie. The struggling Montreal Canadiens with a 3-1 lead on the Philadelphia Flyers. 3-1 Capitals up on the Devils. Ovechkin two goals tonight, now 30 on the season. Second period as well, 1-1 Hurricanes and Blue Jackets. And the Golden Knights with new coach Peter DeBoer behind the bench. A 1-0 edge on the Ottawa Senators in the first period. Anaheim up 2-zip on the Predators. And it's scoreless about 12 minutes into the game between the Lightning and the Wild. Later on tonight, Arizona is at Vancouver. The Sharks take on the Avalanche. And Buffalo is at Dallas. That is your look at the NHL standings. Oil Kings home games on uh, Friday and Sunday. They remain one of the top teams in uh, the Canadian Hockey League. Norman Acombine text again. He says, hey, Reed, I went to the Pro Bowl in Phoenix. Brutal. Highlight was getting to see J.J. Watt play on the offensive side of the ball. Haha, ha, is Norm in a combine. And uh, Lyle says, I just love this modern weather forecasting technology we had. I have tire chains on the farm truck to get through the snow and up the hill. 50 years ago, I probably would have taken them off this week, but with this forecast coming, I can just leave them on because next week I'm going to need them to get through the mud at the bottom of the hill. That is Lyle texting in 780-496-0063. That is also the number to call. And Lyle, thank you very much for the uh, weather-related tweet. We have a weather-related love letter or text. We can get a weather-related text as well. Much appreciated. 780-496-0063 is indeed the number to call. Oilers uh, practicing today. Uh, we'll get a better sense of, uh, of the line combinations tomorrow at, at practice, so I won't go too deep into that today. I would expect we'll see a very similar, if not identical, lineup to the one that beat Nashville on Tuesday. I would expect Mike Smith to once again be the goaltender, and he is, he is really coming on. He is really looking good, really looking comfortable. He is, he is such an interesting goaltender to watch. I, I obviously, I've seen him play in the league for several years And I I saw him play a, a fair amount with Calgary the past two seasons. And I was always interested watching him because he's so athletic and he's very frenetic in the net, very active. And he would make so many incredibly athletic saves. And then he would let in a goal where it looked like the puck was shot right at him and he hopped out of the way. And we've seen some of those moments with the Oilers this season but he's one of those goaltenders and it and it defies what a lot of modern goaltenders do he is not a quiet goaltender in the net he's not one of those goaltenders where you watch him and say he just looks dialed in the pucks are hitting him he's not moving a lot he's not flopping around mike smith is the exact opposite he's roaming around he's stopping pucks on shoot-ins he's faking passes, he's delaying, he's baiting four checkers to come up to him before he passes off the puck. He's, ah, am I going to cover it? Am I going to keep it free after he makes a save? He's doing the round the world to hot dog a little bit after making a save with his glove. He uh, you know, might be a little deep in his net and then make you nervous when he angles off a rebound to the corner. But it just seems to me the the more active Mike Smith is, the better he's playing. And that is the exact opposite of most goaltenders heck maybe even all goaltenders currently playing in the NHL but it's working for him right now Koskinen was was the better goaltender through uh, the first half of the season and I don't think Koskinen is not playing because he's playing poorly he was in net for the for the uh, 7-5 weird game against the New York Rangers where the Oilers almost blew it thought Koskinen made some good saves in that game he was a losing goaltender in Calgary on Saturday uh you know probably slightly outplayed by cam talbot but i wouldn't say it was a bad start by miko koskinen but but right now they're leaning on smith and that was something i wasn't sure they were going to be doing again as the season went on because let's face it smith is at that age that point in his career where you wonder okay at what point is he just not going to get it back right now he has it back and uh, the Oilers are going to need it as they pursue a playoff spot down the stretch. They're also going to need guys like Kyler Yamamoto to contribute. Maybe somebody like Tyler Benson comes up from the farm in the next few weeks to discuss life on the farm and mentoring some of those younger players. We welcome to Inside Sports from the Condors veteran forward Brad Malone. Brad, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? Doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing great. It's nice to have you on the show again. It's always good to catch up with you. How is life in Bakersfield? Everybody here is talking about the cold weather. I assume that's not the case in Bakersfield.
0: Yeah. No, the complete opposite. We're, uh, we're praising it right now. So uh, yeah, there's uh, been a couple comments kind of shade your way about uh, the situation you guys got with the weather. I know it's uh, it's not very fun, but we're enjoying what we got going on here. And uh, if you're going to be in the minors, you might as well be in the sun. <laughs>
2: right well, well there you go that's a, a good attitude to have uh now what uh, you grew up in new brunswick right you must have had some cold weather or, or did you get out on the outdoor rink and play when you were freezing sometimes
0: yeah we had uh yeah we had uh, not this not quite the uh extremes that you guys are experiencing but definitely when i was at college um you know touching into that minus 40 area on a regular basis especially with that wind chill is something i'm quite familiar with and uh Although I do miss my college days, that's uh, one part of it that I could say I could go without.
2: Right. Okay, well, thanks for checking in tonight uh, for the Bakersfield Condors. Uh, you guys had, had won a cup in a row, uh, didn't get the result on uh, Tuesday against Iowa, but you're, you're right in the thick of it. and you know last year you guys had an incredible winning streak that propelled you into the playoffs. Tell me a little bit just about the the journey this season with some younger players and, and your second year under Woodcroft as head coach.
0: Yeah, well, um, you know, last year, I think it's kind of one of those things. It kind of reminds me when I came into Edmonton um, for my first year, it was the year after they, uh, you know, made the playoffs and uh, lost to, I, I think it was Anaheim in the divisional championship. But, um, you know, there's been a lot of, like, reflection and kind of uh, references back to last year and the success we had. And um, although there wasn't, like, a huge turnover in our in our roster and in our, uh, in our lineup, the guys that we did lose, there was uh, – you know, if um, Gust, D.C., Callahan, Stanton, those guys, they're, uh, you know, older guys that have uh, experienced some guys more college level than junior level. And, um, you know, the guys that we replace them with, they're full of talent and, you know, high prospects. But, uh, you know, this league's a tough league. It's uh, not something that you can just jump into and kind of take over. And I think there's been a little bit of a maturity process that um, we've had to go through as a team just to, you know, learn how to be prepared every night to, you know to execute at a high level and i think we're starting to turn that uh turn that corner and really starting to see some consistency in our team game and um you know Woody's always preached preached about the process and uh you know i think that's something that we, we take a lot of pride in and it's starting to really show in our game
2: well one thing that's interesting is that several players who were condor's for at least some period of time this season are, are now with the Edmonton Oilers. Bear, Jones, Lagesson, and Yamamoto, a recent call-up, and he's been doing really well on a line with, with Dreisaitl and Nugent Hopkins. And I talked to Kyler today, Brad, and he called you one of the best veterans I've ever played with, and he gave you a lot of credit for just showing him about life off the ice and preparation and, and those types of things. When you, when you hear that Kyler's talking about you that way, how does that make you feel?
0: Oh, I paid him to say that so obviously he should be telling you guys that. But, uh, there we go. <laughs> yeah. No, we're uh, actually we're roommates on the road and uh we're actually we live in the same neighborhood here in Bakersfield so um you know we spend a lot of time together away from the rink um not just at the rink and on the road so um we've we've gotten to become good friends and uh you know, I guess when you turn 30 I guess guys think that that you know a little more than they do but it's been uh No, it's been a good friendship uh you know just uh, we've kind of created over the last couple of years and then um this year's getting to spend a lot more time together it's been uh you know he's a great person and a great guy to be around and then uh you know he's got tons of talent um so you know when you see you see him get an opportunity like you know they gave him at edmonton uh you know these past few weeks and can kind of really take uh, advantage of it and put himself in a great position It's. You know, it's something that, you know, we talked about and we, we knew he was going to get that opportunity, but I'm happy to see that he's, uh, you know, making the most of it and uh, finding some success.
2: He also said that you told him, Kyler, I'd love to see you again, but I hope I don't see you again, when he got called up to the Oilers. Do you remember that conversation?
0: Yeah, well, I was hoping I'd get in my own room on the road, but uh, that didn't happen either. So I guess I'm going to have to just try and get the next guy that I'm living with to get back up there and hopefully maybe negotiate that in my next contract that I can get in my own room. But, uh, yeah, I think we kind of – I think it was – I don't know when it was. It might have been like a Friday or something we were playing, and he uh, picked me up before the game, and I was like, did you bring your passport? And he's like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, you're going to get – there were some things going on that we kind of knew with uh, waiver wires and uh, transactions and whatnot. And I was like, "Well, if anyone's going, it's going to be you." So just uh, make sure you're ready. I think he had like one and one or one and two or something that night. And then uh, sure enough, after the game, uh, he got the news. So it's uh, I'm happy for him, and uh, it's been uh, it's been different without him. But um, yeah, I, I kind of assumed that that was going to be the situation.
2: Brad Malone from the Bakersfield Condors joining us tonight at Inside Sports, telling you a little bit about his relationship with Kyler Yamamoto. For, for, I mean, you mentioned you, you turned 30 in the last, uh, in the last calendar year. And, and I, I've always, you've always struck me in the conversations we've had that, you know, you're, you're a good team guy, you're willing to do whatever it takes. And in this case, that might include mentoring or showing younger players the way a little bit. Will you are you more of a lead by example guy, or might you pull a, a guy aside for a conversation and say, uh, "Hey, you know, maybe you've been doing this, but but now you got to try to to do it to this level." How how do you approach that?
0: Yeah, I'm more of a you know a lead by example, and more. I mean, it's not. I don't I don't want to be the type of guy that seems like I'm I'm trying to create a relationship with a person to, you know, make myself be a mentor and try and like you know create that situation, whereas I can you know take some success or some credit for his success it's more if you you know if you're a good teammate you just want to get to know everybody on a, on the a level outside of just you know x's and o's and you know systems play so um i've just always tried to be a good teammate in, in that sense and be a good friend and then uh you know i, I like to talk so you know if the conversation comes up obviously there's some highs and lows that uh you know come with every season and then you know i just try to use my experience as uh you know talking points just to kind of be like you know what i've I've been there i've been in no shoes at one point you know i was a prospect that was in the minors and trying to you know figure my way into a lineup and you know you know carve out a role on a team and i just try to use that experience just to give them kind of a you know a tunnel to look down and just kind of explain to them that it's you know it's very common and a lot of people have done this before so just you know trust the process and enjoy it as much as you can because uh you know, eventually you will be 30 and you'll be looking back and, you know, you want to be on the right side of it and hopefully that, uh, you know, what you want out of your career is, uh, you know, what you're looking at.
2: Yamamoto also mentioned that you and he golfed together and he said, no doubt about it, you're the better golfer. Was he being modest or you got to accept that title?
0: <laughs> I Well, I, may, I might have a little advantage off the of tee, but uh, he's in the all-hands team, him and Benson, those guys, so on the ice and on the golf course, so they're... Uh, yeah, they, uh, and they keep you young. It's been fun to hang out with those guys. Um, you know, a lot of them are under you know, under drinking age, and like I said, us living in the same neighborhood, there's been a lot of Saturdays with Sundays off where instead of, you know, most commonly, like in my past, you know, you go to a, a bar or whatever and kind of, you know, take the edge off. But, you know, we've just been getting together at uh, each other's houses and playing games in the backyard. was a big uh, washer-toss guy, so he's
2: been giving me a couple of free lessons on that uh, avenue as well. All right. Well, and I'm glad you brought up, up to Tyler Benson because there's a lot of anticipation maybe he's the next guy called up. Obviously not your decision, but a little bit about Tyler as a teammate and what you see from him. Does he look like a player like many Condors this season that, that might be ready to step into the Oilers lineup and make an impact?
0: Yeah, I think, I mean, you know, he uh, he's one of those players where if, the more you watch him and the more, you know, you're around him, the more you appreciate his... Uh, you know, just his hockey IQ and his, uh, you know, awareness on the ice. He's got a, a real knack with the puck. He uh, He's one of the best distributors I've ever played with. He has, uh, you know, really, really sharp, uh, like a hockey IQ sense. And it's, you know, he's one of those guys that when he's going to play, he's going to want, you know, he's going to benefit from playing with other good players and he's going to make them better around him. So it's, uh, I think he's ready to make that step. Obviously there's, uh, you know, just the way it is, I guess, if you're, If you're a right-handed shot, you probably have a little more opportunity on the uh, top six in our organization right now. But um, you know, Benny's been doing a lot for us down here. He's, you know, been a consistent offensive guy, and you know, he's just like Yamo. He's another one of those young guys that uh, he's a great teammate and he enjoys the game, and it's uh, it's fun to be his teammate and go to battle with him every night.
2: Right on. Well, Brad, it's always great to catch up with you. Hope to see you soon. Obviously, you're doing a great job there with the Condors, and who knows what the future holds as well. Thank you so much for checking in tonight at Inside Sports.
0: Yeah, thanks, guys.
2: Appreciate it. That is Brad Malone and finding a way to have an impact on the Edmonton Oilers, even though he is in the AHL with the Bakersfield Condors. Pretty big influence on Kyler Yamamoto and on Tyler Benson as well, and some, uh, some praise there for Tyler Benson and the type of player he is. I think we are going to see Benson on the Edmonton Oilers roster. In February, Maybe even he gets a call up right at the end of January coming out of the All-Star break. I certainly think they, they have to take a look at him. They have to reward him for the work he's put in. And I think there's reasonable expectation that he can at least be somewhat production in the NHL, given what we've seen from other players coming up from the Condors this season. The question that I have is where does Benson really fit? Because he's probably more of a second-line type player. Well, right now the second line is Drysettle, Nugent Hopkins, and Yamamoto. The first line when Cassian's not suspended is McDavid, Cassian, and Neal. Five-on-five, maybe Benson would be better than Neal. Uh, but I don't know if you're in a spot here where you want to quote-unquote demote Neal necessarily to a third-line role. So do you bring up Tyler Benson and you get the most out of him if he's playing with some combination of Nygaard, Shea and Patrick Russell, Gagne Haas, Chason or Kara? Probably not, though I do think Benson can be uh, a little bit more of a you-know-what disturber then maybe people give him credit for. I have heard that about his game with the Bakersfield Condors. So, you know, maybe he could be somewhat of a third liner and uh, then a player who, who pushes up if needed or, or is certainly there in, in a top six role next season. That's what you hope as we move along. 780-496-0063 is how you can call us or text us. Vic says Brad Malone is a true professional. Good to have that sort of a quality person in the Oilers organization. Russ says, hey, Reed, do you think it makes a difference to Smith that he came in because Koskinen was sick versus coming in because your partner isn't playing well? Good question. I don't think so. I think Smith just wanted to play. Yeah, any goaltender in the NHL is going to say he wants to play every game even though he knows it's not a possibility. I just think S- Smith stayed ready. He kept working through the, the down times, and he got an opportunity to play, and he's he's made the most of it. I, I don't think the exact circumstances of how he got in really made a huge difference. Jay Bueller says, how many coaches have been fired this season? How many of those are coaching again already? Uh, I don't think I missed anybody here. I I got seven. Babcock fired in Toronto. Montgomery fired by Dallas. DeBoer fired by San Jose. Hines fired by New Jersey. Gallant fired by the Knights. Uh, Peters fired by Calgary. And uh, Laviolette fired by Nashville. So that's seven. And DeBoer and Hines are working again. So seven fired two already once employed. It's been a crazy year for coaches in the National Hockey League. Flames leading the Maple Leafs. Derek Ryan has the goal in that game. You will get the full scoreboard after the 7 o'clock news and weather. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. 780 496 0063 is how you can call us or text us. Kellen, you never know what's going to show up on the text line. I Uh-oh. have no idea what prompted this. Uh, if, if, if maybe this something on Inside Sports prompted. This person to send this in. Maybe maybe this was intended for a show earlier in the day. Mm-hmm. Maybe this person meant to text this to somebody else and wound up texting our station. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but we have a quote. I believe it's a it's a quote from Rambo. Oh, or it's it's the at the very least it's about John Rambo the character. Right, which is pretty. Isn't there another Rambo movie coming out? Last Blood. I believe or is it so. Come, yeah. And gone.
0: Yeah, I think it's I think it's coming out sometime. this year, I think it's right?
2: coming out this year. Yeah. Boy, Stallone has done a lot with that character. I gotta hand it to him. He's done a lot with his old franchises over the past five or six years. Rocky's still going in the form of the Creed movies. Right. I still have to see Creed 2. Because First Creed was quite good. Mm-hmm. Michael B. Jordan's an excellent actor. Mm-hmm. Uh there have been, I don't even know how many Rambo movies. There was what there was so there was First Blood, then there was uh Rambo First Blood Part Two, I think was the full title, and then right. there was Rambo Three. And then wasn't there a Rambo four or some other Rambo movie? And now is this the fifth Rambo? I would think it's the fifth. Saying yeah, Rambo that over right. and over again sounds really funny. I think this is the fifth Rambo. There'll be a Rambo expert out there that will know all the names. Sure. And then there was Rocky. Uh, what there was Rocky one two three four five. 5. Right. And then there was Rocky Balboa. Mm-hmm. And was that it? Then there were the then the two Creed movies. Then we're into the Creed. Um, Series, the I Creed guess. series, which yes. will go on for forty years, and then there'll be Creed. Will have then it'll be like Rocky's dog will be the next one, or something like that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, what
2: I'm just saying. No, I, always looking I'm for with ideas. you, 100. percent And yet, there's only one Demolition Man.
1: Come on, what's wrong with
2: people? Well, didn't Stallone? Didn't he make what were those the Expendables movies? Did he yes. write those? Yeah. Direct one or two of them? Direct yeah. all of them? Yeah. Yes, Debra. you're just saying yes. Well, Debra. no. Didn't Rambo do uh, didn't, The Expendables uh, were a thing he was doing, yes. Isn't Stallone doing Hamlet? Yep. 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 <laughs> all right, what's the text? He should do Stallone as Rambo as Hamlet. Well, that would be pretty good. That'd be awesome. All right. Anyway, uh, I, I appreciate that text message from this, uh, this individual. Maybe that's going to be their thing. Texting in about movies to Inside Sports. Quarterback Trevor Harris. Some thoughts on head coach Scott Milanovic. A look ahead to this weekend's NFL Conference Championship Games. And what's he doing with his off-season training? Last off-season, Trevor Harris took tap dancing to help with his mobility in the pocket. What might he be working on this off-season? He will fill you in. And Mike Johnson, former big league pitcher, with his thoughts on the Major League Baseball sign-stealing scandal centered around the Houston Astros. That is all coming up in the next hour of the show.
1: 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad.